0: Hey guys, welcome back to Mantalk.ke. Thank you for all the love on the Q&A episode. They're always our favorites, so I'm glad they are for you too. Now, this episode, as usual, we're here in Kofisi. We are back in Eden Square. It's a glorious workspace. We're on fifth floor with an incredible view of the expressway. So come through, have a look around, chat to someone about rates, and hopefully we can work in the same space. Um, This episode is very exciting. we talk about how me and Oscar managed to manifest guests mm-hmm. and they say, you know, you're a product of your environment and mm-hmm. we've made an environment where we can be an excellent product, yes. Oscar. Yes. So um, <laughs> we if have, we switch to the wide lens, uh, kindly, tell us what we have in the wide please, lens.
1: Uh, on uh, the wide lens today, oh my uh, where's my camera? Yes, there you are. <laughs> on the wide lens today, we have the incredible, exceptional, delectable, talented, sweet, absolutely absolutely hilarious. Um, Adele Onyango. Uh-huh.
2: Thank you. Uh, there we go.
1: Um, I'm, uh, I'm currently in shock. Um, to be honest, this set, the temperatures have increased. Oh slightly. my goodness. Um, <laughs> I, we've had to ask Kofisi to turn down, you know, just increase the... And can co- I just say, the customer service was excellent. They, yes, yes. They did it oh, yeah, to. it was fantastic. You, yes, and it's really nice to have you. Oh, thanks. Um, host of the Legally Clueless podcast. Yeah. Like You've done so many incredible things. Oh. Thanks
2: for having me, guys. Yeah. You guys. Yeah. And you guys as well. Yeah. I think it's like these... Um, not enough play, I guess I'm not a man, but I, I, I figure they're not enough. Spaces for men to have like true conversations, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and conversations that are not like drenched in misogyny. Yes, drenched. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think you guys are doing like a really great job. So
1: okay, um, speaking you. of uh, conversations um, that are not drenched, <laughs> 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 let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about the incredible work that you're doing at the Legally Clueless podcast, and obviously the illustrious career that you've had. Um, we're really really happy to have you. Because mm. your work has been drenched with impact and success.
2: I like how know? drenched is going to be yeah. our word. for yeah. yeah. this might put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, <bro>. why <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> drenched. <laughs> yeah. okay. In success. Mm. Although it could, anyway. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it could change Ooh. us. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: there's a there's a phrase we like to use when we get a lot of guests that have got lots of titles. We say you have more titles than a library. Oh my so goodness! So if you could yeah. tell us exactly what you do, yeah, um, from beginning to end, because it's a long list. Yeah, it's right? a long list. So if you could <laughs> introduce yourself. Oh well, my goodness! Yeah. I
2: like that you said what you do because I I think there's like a huge difference between who you are and what you do, and I think culturally we get those confused. So we spend so much time figuring out or building our identity around what we do, Mm. yet we really don't know who we are, you know? Mm. And so as of now, (laughs) what I do is, so I'm the founder of Legally Clueless Africa. And so we have the audio podcast, we have the video series, the tour series. And um, I mean, I'll just say it because I I don't know when this is going to be out, but we're now launching two other pillars, which are workshops and events and retreats. And then I also um, are the founder of Adele Yango Initiative, and we are centered on Ending Sexual Violence, our flagship program. It's a free group therapy program that we do in partnership with Carolina for Kibera. They're amazing. And um, so that's we've just finished like the pilots, the first two cohorts. Um, what wow. else do I do? Oh, I'm an author.
1: Oh, by the, way, that. By, by the way, by the way, by the Chief Justice. So, yes, it was yes, yes, yes. so.
2: My co author, Lanji Oko Awari, is also an amazing Kenyan woman, and um, we came together and we co authored Our Broken Silence. So, it's like diary format entries of stories of survivors of sexual violence, people from there. Um, support systems, uh, people from the medical field, legal field, queer community. And it's stories from pre-colonial times to date and from the greater Eastern Africa region, so not just Kenya. And we launched it on, on March and the forward was by the Chief Justice, Martha Kormer. Um Yeah, and then like, I'm a poet, so I'm returning to my poetry a lot more this year. And I started performing again Actually, that was like the first two trips I did this year was to perform poetry, which is just so strange mm-hmm. how like you, your, your, almost like your destiny will find you, even when you're just like, yeah, put a pause on that, mm-hmm. and, like it'll find you. And I think I'm just an evolving African woman. I I, I That's why I say that's what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. I don't know, next year I could... I'm just They're letting you know something else. Yeah, yeah. I'm just
1: letting you know now, Adele. The intro that I just gave is not going to be used in the footage. Oh my yeah, goodness! Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah, gonna yeah. let you know, <laughs> guys. If you're watching this, it means you there's a whole intro I did. <laughs> it was so but nice. But I've removed it. We have uh, chosen after she's made that one. Yeah, I couldn't see. I think an executive decision must yes, be think made. Yes, i done. We just looked at each uh, other. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, that no. That. Let me talk to the crew. No, <laughs> leave it. <laughs> well, like um, it's really, really again incredible to have you. Um, And I just want to go right in um, Mm. into interviewing you and kind of getting to know you as a person. Adele, tell us a little bit about like your childhood and you growing up Mm. and how that has kind of impacted the incredible work you've been doing um, so far as you've just so beautifully elaborated. Oh, Oh.
2: man. So first, so I'm the last born of, we're three girls. And um, I think until about class four or five, we lived, you know, my mom, my dad. My sisters and I, we lived in Karen in this like cute little cottage. Because whenever I say Karen, people think I come from wealth, and no, it wasn't that. Mm. (laughs) Um, It was looking back, it's when I was like, how did that house Mm. seem so huge? And it was like it was like a two-bedroom cottage, but like my mom decked it out. It was like always something being baked, and it was just so homely. Mm. And but obviously, being the last one, you're not the cool one, so I used Mm. to have to like play alone and. I think that's when the creative Mm. (laughs) muscle in my head had to be exercised because it was back in the day, I don't know how Karen is now, but back in the day, like your neighbor was like so far and our closest neighbor was this woman, Pat, and she was so old. Mm. So like, (laughs) there were really not many people my age. Uh And so, you know, I think I reflect on that point, that part, because I think that's where the creative um, person in me was born. And I kind of started being okay being alone and okay being like, Other or weird, like that was very normal for Mm me. And so the games would be like, "Oh, it's a patch of grass," but in my head, it's like this is a huge swimming pool. Mm -hmm. And you know how people say we went for adventure? I was doing that alone. Like (laughs) (laughs) people in estates were doing them as like a crew of kids. (laughs) (laughs) Just me.
0: (laughs) What was the name of your imaginary friend? Was the
1: name?
2: I didn't have an imaginary friend, but
1: she had an imaginary pool. I would. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: (laughs) you just skipped a steps into a pool without levels, (laughs)
2: please. Okay. Um, and then my mom and dad, um, what do you call this? They, they divorced because my dad was very abusive. So not the best. I mean, right now where I'm, I'm in a more graceful space Ooh. because of therapy. He's, um, passed on. He passed on before my mom. Um, we didn't, we weren't close or any, it wasn't those like divorces in Ooh. movies where you get the kids on yeah. the weekend and it wasn't so like, um. I think i've i enough time has passed for me to be more graceful with him and to be able to even remember like good moments mm-hmm. with him mm-hmm. as much as they weren't that many, but like they mm-hmm. were there and and appreciate that, mm-hmm. um so yeah, they divorced and then we moved and we moved to Langata, which was like so cool mm-hmm. because now they were like neighbors, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I didn't yeah. even stay there for long because. Then I moved to Botswana when I was about 12. Did you go um, on
1: scholarship or was your family? So
2: So I had family. My mom's sister lived there and the divorce proceedings were going on. And there was just so much transition. And my mom thought it would be a bit more stable for me to go. And it was really great, I mm. think, because I was forced to grow up really mm. quickly and the school that I went to had people from different countries, so different nationalities, different sexual orientation, like mm. from when we were 12. Mm, the, and mm. while I was here, I was in a Catholic all-girls school. And now I've gone to like a mixed wow. school. So all of a sudden, like, boys are not like out of bounds. Yeah. They're just here. <laughs> and you can interact with these people, just yeah. here. Yeah. And um, there was a place where the students used to go and smoke. Like, it was, like, so different from, like, Catholic school, where you're going for confession Uh on Thursday (laughs) and mass. (laughs) Now it's, like, there's no denomination because you have people who are of different um, religious beliefs, some who don't believe altogether. And I think that was really important for me because then I started understanding that the world is, is much bigger than, you know, when you're in a school that controls a lot, you tend to think the entire world is like that. Yeah. We're all Catholics and mm-hmm. we're all, and anybody who's mm-hmm. different, that's mm-hmm. wrong right. because this is all I've ever known. And so mm-hmm. now it made me just like, well, okay. So like your truth can be very different from somebody else's or your values. And that's all right. We can still sit side by side. Um, mm-hmm. So that was a really great experience. And um, that's where I discovered poetry, um, from my my literature class, we did touch on poetry here in eight four four, but it was so boring. It was <laughs> so flat. It was so terrible.
1: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it was so terrible. Yeah, so. And
2: um, so when we went, when I went to Botswana, the poetry class. I remember my first interaction with poetry, like properly, was my literature class, and the teacher asked us to bring our favorite song, print out the lyrics, and bring it to class, and we'll like chamboy it's like Mm -hmm. it's poetry like literally the way you would do say shakespeare or whatever so i picked like this song by whitney houston and um there's a remix she Mm. to one of her songs with p diddy why Mm -hmm. are you looking at me i don't know why that song never hits the way it was like my Mm -hmm. favorite i never ever heard it Uh i've never heard it on radio actually Uh and um a friend of mine hopolo he he picks was it Koko who fixed thong song? Well, someone fixed thong mm. song. By
1: Cisco, of course, of yeah, course. A, a classic, oh. an absolute so classic. Deep, so deep, yeah. so <laughs> much to say about that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, very, you know, he was not just talking about the
2: thong yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was talking about. Is, this yeah. is deeper. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes, he goes so much yeah. further. Mm-hmm. It's not primal. It's and this... nothing was wrong. <laughs> and nothing was wrong. Whatever song he brought, I mean, if you had the guts to stand in front of the class and. You know, go through the song song lyrics mm, mm, mm. and like, then hey, that's your favorite song oh, right there. So
1: many, so much fun. <laughs> mm. So much. There whole rhyme scheme
2: um. <laughs> and the repetition. <laughs> mm. you know. Mm. So, mm. so you mm. get the point. Yes, uh, alliteration me. as well. Complex you know? literature. Yeah,
1: complex, <laughs> complex,
2: complex. <laughs> <truly. laughs> and yeah, and I, that was my first interaction with like, oh, okay, like words. Poetry yeah. can exist in music. It can exist in stuff. So when I came back, mm. like the artsy side of me was really like alive and I used to just write poetry but sorry I've gone past childhood so that's where the 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 poet was born but when I was much younger I used to read the newspaper for the family like as though I'm on tv and like perform and I don't even know my mom really used to entertain my nonsense like Everybody will be told, sit on the sofa, Adele is performing. It's just like, your, I can just imagine ma- my sister your mom was being your like, oh one my God. Fan. Yeah. what is You're- this nonsense? Yeah. And I wasn't even singing, it's just the lip syncing and like the, the remotes. Wow. But I think... Yeah, so media stuff. When I look back, yeah. those things kind of like started really early. Wow. Yeah.
3: Incredible.
0: I'm curious to know. So um, from everything you described and what you do at the moment and who you are, there's obviously a linkage here because what you do seems to be a lot of service. Like yeah. when you're talking about your podcast, when you're talking about the work you've done in your foundation etc mm. it's all linked to either telling someone's story their voice or assisting someone in a tough situation mm. so i'm curious to know where that urge for service came from from you
2: um i think two two areas so i recently discovered that it's a personality thing my therapist mm-hmm. helped me understand mm. that and she's mm. just like yeah you're like you do homework and there's like a method to how we are mm. and um so she's like it makes sense, the career path you've taken because Mm -hmm. of your personality. Mm -hmm. So there's that. But then there's also, I think my late mom, just like watching the things that she would do. Mm -hmm. She was diagnosed with breast cancer at a time when it was like synonymous with like death, you know? Mm -hmm. And you would get pushed out of a company. If you, like if you had cancer, you wouldn't say it loudly because then the company would be like, well, this person's not gonna be around or there'll be like a liability or something. And so, but she like just owned her story, owned her journey. Mm. And there were times that there would be survivors of, well, at the time they were going through treatment, Mm. were patients who could only afford the treatment at mm. Kenyatta. They weren't yeah. from Nairobi. Yeah. And so they would stay with us, you know? Yeah. And it was normal. So I had like yeah. Shosh from, I don't know, somewhere in Nyeri. And yeah. Like, yeah. and it was just yeah. normal. It wasn't yeah. like a big deal. Right. and. You know, after she left, she was working at the Agricultural Finance Corporation and when she left, she set up. Well, I don't know if she set up, but like somebody set it up and then she came in mm. um, the Kenya Breast Health Program. Mm. And it was really around raising funds to be able to help other survivors of breast cancer um, mm. afford their their treatment wow. and raising... Um, like awareness or advocating mm. for policy change things mm. like that and so i guess if you grow up with that person being like your closest yeah. friend yeah. it kind of like rubs off on you right and it becomes normal it's yeah. not even like you're going out of your way yeah. Yeah. it's almost like yeah man like you have to look trait. yeah you have yeah. to look out for the 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 next yeah. human and i think it's and more than that it's like you have to own your story we all have challenges that we're that we have gone through and overcome Mm. are going through Mm. and we tend to hide those things and present like a perfect image but the more we talk about it the more you tap into that service thing Mm. because then you can even identify with this next person and Mm. have a conversation with them that could help them feel better about whatever challenge they're Mm. going through so it's not necessarily you have to your act of service doesn't have to be a program you know Mm. what i mean or like 'Cause yeah. that's overwhelming to think about. Like exactly. even now, I'm just like, where are we getting funding for the <laughs> next one? It's so it's stressful. Yeah. Um, it could just be you checking up on someone and asking mm. them how their day was and mm. listening to them. It could be you sparing some money to buy food for your Askari. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, so small, small things. Just small, small, small things. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, I think that's where it came from. Definitely yeah. from my mom. Yeah. 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 So
1: oh just I just want to lean into that slightly now, now that we're talking about your penchant for service <laughs> uh yeah for service uh. and obviously how you've kind of transcended if you ask me i think you've transcended from just using your audience and using your personality for you know um obviously chasing bags but also like to contribute positively to society and that's mm. something that we at mantok really want to mm. try and emulate i want to know more about kind of how you've handled the question of sexual violence mm. and Obviously, you've had a bit of a tragic past with regard to that. But how did you kind of put together the right teams and the right projects to tackle it as effectively as you have? And what's that journey been like of you using your voice to champion against sexual violence specifically?
2: Oh my god, it's been difficult. It? <laughs> you have <hear> me saying manding. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: uh, just say let it so let them know. So
2: the first the first cohorts, we we crowdfunded. Literally, yeah. I posted on my social media and Kenyans and well not only Kenyans people from other countries as well they donated and that's how we oh. were able to do our first two cohorts
1: so this is the uh, Yango initiative yeah Could so you, just tell us more about that mm.
2: so that program um well okay so let me let me rewind Another i'm trying story. to think the best the effective way to tell the story mm-hmm. yeah. um after i survived Rape I was very angry, understandably, um, but one of the things I was angry at is like there was no conversation about rape yeah. in this country, and I was just like, yeah. like, you guys know this is happening, and you're just like walking around like it's not. So I was very mad about it, and most of my ideas come to me in the shower, like oh, all great yeah. people I'm sorry for that, yeah. <laughs> And I remember being like, and at the time I was, I was running an open mic gig because um, I was deep into my poetry vibe mm. I had dreadlocks so I was just like chant down Babylon Ooh. the system <laughs> is broken and um, so, <laughs> that was good times but, <laughs> but um,
1: I just saw you the Bob Marley shot yeah, doing I, the see, thing. I did That's have a Bob Marley right. shot it was
2: like bedazzled the colors <laughs> wow. were like oh my goodness I did yeah.
1: is there a photo of this somewhere on the internet I we hope we will insert it. it here I hope yeah, not we will it's, find it um,
2: ah my dread was wow. struggling anyway yeah. <laughs> um so i remember i would made friends with like different musicians and other poets people in the industry so people like um patricia kihoro wendy kimani um
1: patricia Kuro is the coolest woman yeah, yeah. yeah. second time she's come up this season yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: nick nick deda oh. um marcus Olang, just a couple of people, I'll be so he's the one who even got me into poetry in the like open mic in the first place. So I was like, how can I bring all these people together and we'll just do like a photo shoot or something and just like put up a Facebook group. There were no Facebook pages. There's not even Twitter then. Mm. Let alone Instagram. Gotcha. And so we made this Facebook page, um, and I was I called it No Means No. And mm. it was just a place to share. What do you think we should do? How can we like end this thing? Mm. And because of being in Botswana and all of these different people from different countries that I'd interacted with now they had moved either to their home countries or they'd gone to uni in like the UK or whatever and so they would be like oh they would join and their friends and their friends friends and whatever mm-hmm. like Facebook back then was not just with like oh, that's popping. political madness mm. it was like legit it was a social connector guys yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so then it, it grew. It, it became like a place where they would say, okay, in the UK, in the bars, this is what we're doing. These mm. are the type of posters we have in the bathrooms and blah, blah, blah. And somebody else will say what they're doing yeah. in like South Africa and stuff like that. And so I was like, okay, this is great. So the conversation started going from there. And then um, after I told my mom, we got me a therapist and I could see how it was helping me. And so now I was like, now I even want to get people
1: therapy but that's so that's so incredible not to interrupt but like your relationship with your mom seems to be something that's been so consistent absolutely yeah absolutely even about like the whole rape incident yeah um and how you've you've gone towards the direction of therapy.
2: Yeah, that was her. Yeah. Wow. That was her. So progressive at the time. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, even now, there's so many. I think there are more parents who don't understand the value of therapy regardless. Yeah. You know, yeah. it would be like, go to church and pray, you mm. know. Mm. Um, but, yeah, so she was very progressive. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So we went, yeah, yeah. And then I called, I got two therapists mm-hmm. to volunteer to do over the phone therapy. And I'll just use like my Facebook inbox. So a survivor would inbox and then I connect. It was very dracami. Like looking back, I'm like, oh my God, I get a headache just thinking (laughs) of how inefficient this was. Mm. Like what What are you doing? But you know, Mm. you're just putting one foot in front of the other. Mm. And so all of these things culminated even like now when I got into the media, the advocacy bit started because I would just talk openly about it. And then in 2018, I was like, okay, there needs to be some structures, <laughs> and yeah. so that's when we put together the Adelon Yango initiative, and we launched at the end of the year. Actually, we launched um, around the time, very close to the date, a day after um, that of the date that I got raped in 2008 but we launched in 2018 and so yeah so it was really like powerful for me and then now it was just like oh my god what have i opened because now the problem is so big um but Mm. i think what helps is partnerships working with carolina for kibera has been so awesome Mm. there they know what they do and i know what i do and so we're and we're both aligned in like psychosocial support how do we get this across the country How do we work with government to work to say, hey, okay, you guys are not doing enough, but you have the networks, let us come in. We have a whole curriculum. We'll train counselors and then you can run it. It's a very sustainable model. Um, So that's kind of like the space we're in, but the advocacy bit is very difficult. Okay, so this other side for the programs is difficult because funding, structure, mm. government. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. I, lo- I, like- I love you guys. <laughs> I was going to say I love you guys, but I was like, I'm not sure. <laughs> I- We're filing taxes. <laughs> it's a complicated time in our relationship. Oh, but um, so that's a different type of difficulty. The advocacy bit, and I have to say it. There are very bitter men online mm. who, whenever you talk about ending sexual violence or just seeing women as whole beings worthy mm. of dignity and respect, mm. it's like it's an attack on them. Yeah. I, it's so strange to me because yeah. I'm just like, how huh, are the two correlated, friends? Yeah. They
1: don't, seem you know. At all.
2: And so the difficulty is like when you talk about these things, you automatically put this like X on your back, and you're like. You're just a target. Yeah. You're a target all the time. And initially at the beginning, it used to feel so lonely. Like I remember once being trolled the whole day. And I was on radio at the time. So I couldn't even tweet about my show. Wow. From morning to evening. I was just like, Where? But what are you See Mukona bundles. <laughs> 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 but what are you doing? Like, yeah. um, um, I remember that one. There was um an artist who said that I had rejected to be in a relationship. He was young, which is why I never ever say his name. That I rejected to be in a relationship with him because I'm lesbian. Which I was like, is that an insult? Like, <laughs> I see that insult. Mm. But then now the 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 trolling became. That's why she got raped. That's why she looks like you know. It's it's so vile from morning to evening. And that day was long. It was so long, and um that's one they've been times you know a photo I had um so in 2017 I was on the BBC 100 women list Mm -hmm. and so to and the theme around that year was street harassment and sexual harassment so I was like oh wouldn't it be great to have like campus girls in campus come together and we can just have brunch and we stream it and we talk about Kind of like the things they're experiencing mm-hmm. in relation to street harassment and sexual violence mm-hmm. and um my very good friend janet Bugua loved her episode with you guys as by the way mm-hmm. she she came as well like so we are always like doing things together or whatever so she came mm-hmm. and we took a picture posted it up and one um guy I don't know, like known guy online. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Yeah, I'm seeing you struggle. That's oh, so yeah. Funny. I'm Pull trying it to like be like, That guy, yeah. this guy. Yeah, I'm not trying to be mean. Yeah, and he took the picture and he posted it up and he was like, "Oh my god, she's not even attractive enough to sleep with willingly, let alone rape." Oh, it was so strange. Gosh. Like for me, I was just like, "Wow." Hey, where the internet? My
0: goodness. Right? Yeah, yeah.
2: And um, so. That's I mean that one I was much. It's not to say I'm really against this whole thing of like grow a thick skin as Mm. an excuse for people to be stupid online. Like I'm just like no please, our skin is the way it is. (laughs) Like it it will not thicken or uh, just behave, guys. Let's just behave. Let's
1: let's dial it back (laughs) because whoever he is, he will not take time from my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh. So how was that branch How was that experience of oh it was so
2: good. It was so eye opening. it was like some of the girls were saying how they don't even wear, they. there's one girl who said she wears buggy clothes because she doesn't want to be harassed on the street mm-hmm. by, by men and it's men across the board. Cause many people will say it's men from low economic um, backgrounds or whatever who do a lot of the street harassment. No, I think it's across the board. You get it anywhere yeah. you go in the city. And I was like, Man, it, like we can't even just wear what we want to wear like yeah. because now we have to think a decision yeah. that mm. takes a man two minutes in the morning what he's going to wear for mm. me it's like what well, i'm going to towel yeah hmm mm. or i'm not driving i'm taking a cab mm. where okay I have to dress in a way that whoever the driver is doesn't do ABCD yeah. or I'm taking a oh. uh, mat even oh. worse Jesus oh. Oh. what yeah. am I gonna wear so it's oh. it, it was very eye-opening and I just felt like it's 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 not fair for any human oh. to have to live like that yeah. you know so,
1: yeah just uh, um so a follow-up question especially with our role as men and since you're like on a male-led mm. podcast what do you think men can do to kind of contribute more to the problem of social um sexual violence and how can we kind of assist you in Mm. this endeavor in terms of discussing and talking about sexual violence how do you want us as men to contribute towards solving the problem
2: so there's something called rape culture and rape culture refers to creating an environment this is a loose um Mm. definition but creating an environment where rape thrives so, there are different things that contribute to that. Mm. Even things like memes, the jokes, mm. language. Mm. Um, so, things like, you know, I mean, you guys, you probably have those. I don't know if you have odd friends, but you probably know an odd Had. dude. Had. Had. They're gone. Mm. And um, who say weird things like, if they buy a checker drink, there's a term mm. some men will even use like, I'm a bet. You know what i mean that implies
3: mm,
2: yeah i must retrieve something yeah, from this you know what i mean yeah. um there's some strange things people share online that you're like that is problematic yeah. what are you saying yeah. um and so or calling out bad behavior it's weird how we'll say we always there's clicks of men and you'll be like yeah this that's how this guy is mm. this guy is harassing me and you're yeah. telling me is. this is this is normal yeah. behavior. This is yeah. on brand. And it's like, but it's not okay. Like, and you oh. guys are not doing anything. I think men need to step into their responsibility oh. um, of calling out bad behavior. Oh. You know? Oh. Because once you leave it unchecked, it oh. grows and it grows and it grows. And we can't not doing it means makes my job harder. You know, Mm. it means I have to do so much more. All the other people who are trying to work in this space have to do so much more. Mm. If we spread the work, it would be so much easier. Let's also not forget that for men, all it'll cost you is a social cost, you know? Your boys might decide, ah, this one is so difficult. Mm. We'll stop hanging out with him. Mm. But for women, it's a matter of life or death. So like-
1: But I think for us as men, I think even for us, at least those of us who are rightly, you know, well, like, rightly aligned, those who are, what's the word, well-situated, like, mentally, like, yeah. you're okay. I think you don't want to have that type of energy where you have, like, a friend who doesn't understand sexual boundaries and doesn't understand how to relate positively with women mm. around you too much. Mm. Like, there's no social cost. It's just the fact that we try to avoid i'd say you yeah. try to avoid that altercation try to avoid having that conversation because it, there's a, it might lead to some friction cool. which, is, f- a yeah. which yeah. is a social cost yeah which is a social cost yeah sure. yeah i see what you're saying okay i've seen
0: it as though what, what i've seen as a guy what you're saying is that sometimes it's not exactly overt yeah so like mm. you might think that these guy, this guy's values is very much aligned with me but there's one or two comments like you've mm. mentioned that you feel they can you can kind of skim over mm. i think that's the problem that you're saying that we have to even that guy that looks like he's a very good dude, when that one little red flags goes yeah. comes, don't just skim over it and be like it would put it under yeah. this, the, the guise of like banter, etc. That's what I've seen personally. Yeah. Having to check that guy that you thought he was good, he's doing well in every other aspect of yeah, the like, yeah, agree. Yeah, I agree, yeah, yeah. You it's, 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 have to. It's, very it's like I
1: don't know how I can explain. You don't really see it. Mm. Until it, you know, it until it, it's like, oh my god, oh my
2: god, yeah, 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 yeah stop, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you have to. I think you have to call it out, mm. um, because then it becomes normalized, and yeah. then it's contributing yeah. to rape culture. And it's yeah. just, it's by the time we get to where we are at now as a country, as a continent, it was not by chance we have arrived here because we've taken or ignored certain things, mm. even if it's like a cultural audit. And I don't know. This might get. Black, <laughs> I'll just say. No, go ahead. I remember once being on, when I was on KISS, we had a conversation from a story where there was this kid in high school who had died mm. and he just didn't wake up. Like he went to bed yeah. and he just didn't wake up yeah. and he died. And then there was blunt force trauma to the To his head. It's like, what? And he had just come back from the um, circumcision rite of passage. And mm. Then I was like, Connie, what happens? In the-? You remember me? Yeah. I'm a household of just girls. Right. Men don't understand these things. I've never had that conversation. I was like, Connie, what happens at these things? Like, yeah. why is there a is blunt force trauma? And not to say it happens in all of them, but people were calling in. So some men were calling in and saying what they experienced, right? Wow. And they were saying, okay, for me, we were given, we were taken to the caves, like driven out, yeah. out there. And then um, we were given food, a lot of food, and we were forced to eat, even if you throw up. Like, keep eating. A man must eat. I don't know how many such big portions. Yeah. Then you're beaten. Mm -hmm. then you're told now no woman can tell you anything even your mother now Mm -hmm. don't even step into a kitchen and they were saying all of these things and again I have to repeat those were the callers who are coming in and that was their experience that's very valid even if that was not your experience in your rite of passage somebody else went Mm -hmm. through this you know and I was like why are we surprised why are we surprised that we we're where we are at now? Yeah. We created yeah. this monster. Yeah. But yeah. then
1: that's not how it works, though.
2: I was like, we created mm-hmm. twelve. When you take somebody between the age of eleven and fifteen, those are the most formative 15. years. Yeah,
1: but you don't tell them to rape someone. Like, that's, that's, you don't. But, I feel like, but it's you start. A, it's a bit of a leap because yeah. culturally, at least from uh, my community, and I, like I said, which there's that experience which is a bit traditional. But that experience, what we are taught, is to protect and assist our women. The reason why you're told taught to have a slightly distant relationship with people of the opposite sex is because you're meant to don't get too caught up in their affairs, be there to assist and support, but don't, I don't know how I can explain it, that you have to learn that there's a clear boundary between a man and a woman and there are certain roles that you have. And as much as there might be that toxicity, that's initial that rate of passage that practice is not meant to antagonize men against women it's meant to tell men that your role is to protect the woman is to protect the communities to protect society so even violence let's say in, in my community specifically the mayor community violence against a woman is it's outrageous like what happens is you come for by the whole your whole age sets yeah. Yeah, and you ostracize. But, but then, that's but yeah. that's one. But that's one. That's I agree. one. Yeah. But that, that's one. But then, like I said, but it,
2: but but you see, the reason the term rape culture was coined yeah. is because people studied and looked at communities and said we don't just arrive yeah. Yeah. at As rape overnight. Okay. We take certain steps, yeah. and if you have a rite of passage that is destructive, what you're ultimately saying is this person is not a being. They're they're an object to be owned. Uh, now you know what I mean, yeah, I, and yeah. that's what mm. you're. They're an object to be owned, right? Yeah. If it's if it's the toxic things that yeah, the yeah. guys were calling in and saying they yeah. went through. Perhaps
1: it was the toxic things. Yeah, uh, yeah. But then, like like I said, there's an adulteration. So I wonder
2: like, when if if at age t- eleven, twelve, yeah, this is being put into your head. All right, yeah. Do you want to tell me at age twenty two?
1: from oh, god you'll start seeing
2: me as a human being
1: yeah but then that's the thing i'm saying i don't think that it's uni- like the thing i'm i'm very cautious of is i'm just talking about my experience yeah. um, i don't know about other people's experience about like the traditional setting but for me i think what you're looking at is an, an is a li- really really adulterated version of what should be happening because um in certain instances especially those traditional rites of passage you're not taught to undermine women you're not taught to see women as objects. But
2: that is your experience. Experience, that's what I'm saying. But you I'm, see what I mean? That's why, yeah, that's but why. But there are places, so what I normally call it is yeah. a cultural audit. Exactly. Because we can't actually, and I'm I'm really, um, like I'm actually very adamant about this okay. point. And okay. I'll tell you why. One, we should not be surprised with the issues that we have now, where it's one in three women. Yeah. That's a big problem. Yeah, that's a huge problem. So right. we have to unpack and say, where did it start? Fair. You know what I mean? Mm. Secondly, when you do a cultural audit, you find some major issues, even in the expectations of men. Even when you say protector, provider, all of these things, mm. which are that roles mean? that are put forward oh. in patriarchy, they are unattainable oh. in this environment. Oh. And what is the result? Yeah, Men yeah. killing themselves, exactly. right? So we, in this country, yeah. Last month, every day, there was a reported suicide case, and it was a man.
1: Yeah. Right? So, Adele, what are we saying? Are we... So,
2: wait. And then the third thing, Uh when we do the cultural audit, I'm not against our culture. I think they're beautiful things, but I'm also like, guys, there are also some things that are not working. Those stories that from the men who called in, I was like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Because it's not seeing you as a... Even you as the boy going through it, it is not recognizing you as a human being. It's not seeing you as a fool being, right? But also when you look at the culture, there's some some things that are problematic. There's some cultures where the word for women is synonymous with the word for children. Mm-hmm. You know uh, what I mean? Okay. So like it's it's mm-hmm. and and your experience, Oscar, may be good. But clearly, if we're at one in three women... Your issue. experience is not... But, but, the but that's It's the not thing. happening across but, but, the
1: board. But where I'm going, Adele, is I agree. I'm not disagreeing. No, no, no. I understand. Yeah. But
2: I'm saying... Yeah. What we then need to say is what is working, what is not. Is I'm not saying scrap this rite of passage. I've not been through it. Yeah. Perhaps it does something for men. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm saying there were yeah. men who called in... And said they went through harmful things... I'm also saying there's a child who died
1: in yeah
2: after coming from so clearly, there is mm. a big problem there. So it's I think sometimes we get scared to look at them, to to evaluate how we've been doing things, because we've been doing them over and over. For women, we don't have the luxury mm. not to, because we are not living in like good times. That's one. Secondly, I think men also don't see that. When we say we're fighting the patriarchy, it benefits you. Mm. It benefits men. Because these unattainable expectations for men mm. right now mm. that are stressing men. How
0: d- so I, <sighs> okay, wait, no. let, me, let me go. Oh, sorry. No. It's like, <laughs> okay. Please, please. So, okay no, I, I like to let it... End. <laughs> so here's, here's where I see this cultural conversation, right? Mm. So... Okay, when they're, and this, this spans across religion, this spans across society, yeah. it spans across cultures. When, some, when there's param- parameters put in place and there's structures put in place, the people that put those structures in place have looked at that as determinant as a positive outcome, right? However, when you give that to a society or a group, like the cultural thing we're mentioning, not every boy that goes through that traditional thing is going to extract value. A lot of the time, that guy, the, the young boy, unfortunately, died of trauma physically. Yeah. But a lot of guys carried trauma internally and carried on in life. And That's still how,
2: going through it. Yeah. Right, exactly.
0: So as much as maybe in a scenario you're trying to give, like, the, the Merit community, we're trying to give them, you know, you're a man, you should be helping people. A lot of guys in that same environment will extract very different messages from that. Mm. They'll extract different experiences and you're going to have different results. So I think it's not very individualistic sometimes and that's where the problems lie because you could have the purest intentions, but even the leaders that are now implementing this, exactly. maybe them, they've got trauma and they've brought it into this practice and they're passing that on. True. So I feel like when you're trying to like, inform young men, it can't be with a blanket... Uh, structure yeah. and even with that's why we have problems with religion we don't talk about religion but like a lot of the time it's because there's a blanket structure that doesn't allow for individuals to thrive in that structure and yeah. when they don't you question why and you're ostracized and so, i like that mm. you've
2: talked on who create like who sat down and wrote the
0: the, rule. the rules, the rules, or the curriculum, right. you yeah. know. Yeah.
2: As being a woman, I wonder. I'm like, were well, women at that table? Like,
1: this is the problem. Because who? Who are
2: you interacting was, with? Are you guys living on an I was, island? I was
1: hundred percent. sure she'd take it, it down it's, it's
2: when you said it. I was like, but ah, to it, gonna... But
0: it's there's there's a valid, there's a valid point to it. Yeah. But I feel like when you're trying when you're trying to tell men, like young men, how to coexist with women,
1: I don't think you can do that in a room full of men. but wait, see I mean? Hold on. Mm. Hold on. Okay, let's go. Because mm. where you've taken it mm. is we've taken it to the, the one of the most controversial places, which is mm-hmm. cultural rites of passage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where I think where I think um where I think the I agree. I agree substantially is that yes, I do agree that at that time, mm. um, during that time when these rules were being made, a lot of consideration wasn't made for the historical kind of evolution mm. yeah. that we're going through right Correct. now in society. Yeah. obviously the socioeconomic changes. Mm. and all that but that being said mm. I still think that it's also really dangerous to say mm. it's also really really dangerous to say that certain cultural rites of passage mm. are not um, are harmful or mm. to say that they are dangerous towards men because I personally went mm. through that track and the way me have turned out is quite okay because wait because the person who con- <laughs> Yes. Wait, breathe. <laughs> breathe. Because the the people who are conducting it in my mm. instance were people who were not like did not have that internalized trauma mm. and were people who, when they came to teach me these things, mm. were teaching me from the perspective of we are trying to teach you as a young man to not mm. just be a young man, but mm. a leader in your community. Mm. As somebody who can be able to understand this new world and this new perspective mm. using your education. Mm. Our... Our job is to give you mm. your cultural identity and to tell you who you are and where you come from. Yeah. But not necessarily to enforce negative normative, negative mm. norms and uh, uh, mm. negative perspectives mm. or on women or attacking women. It's just that thing for by the way, re- realize. Like, the way I was taught that thing um, that you just mentioned about um, gender roles. Mm. Um, I wasn't taught that men can't go to the kitchen and say, so, nah, nah, that's very traditional. What I was told was mm. realize that you're a man. And realize that as a man, one day you will find a woman and start a family. Understand that it is your duty as a man to support and uplift that family. Whether in whether they are, you know, whether roles change culturally, but you as a man from where you come from, you have a responsibility to uplift and keep that family together. Understand your wife, understand your mother. Don't argue and get into petty arguments with them getting violent. No. Just understand who they are and, mm. you know, uplift and nurture. That is your job as a man mm. and protect. And when I say protect, it doesn't mean physically protect. It means mm. like protection comes in the, like, okay, I'll go back to that bag. Um, one of the things you're taught, I was taught was understand that, and this was a question of love, that love is like a, a small bird. Don't hold it with both hands and crush it. Mm. Oh. Cup it in your hand. You see, mm. I understand that that is also a woman. Just put mm. her, like, just cup in here, protect her, keep her safe, keep give her your warmth and your love. That's something that was not there. So mm. it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just that a lot of people have adulterated these rites yeah, of passage is- and put their own... Oh.
2: So then Ideologies. that's the thing. So why, yeah. that's why, I, uh, so it's two things. Yeah. One, that's why I say it's a cultural audit. Okay. So oh. you look at what is working and what is what not. Is not. Exactly. That's one. Yeah. Two, it's very, it's very dangerous yeah. to center your own, own experience, experience. Yeah. Oh. in an environment where there is clearly a problem, problem. Okay. you know? So what, if you want to center your experience, then say, this, this, this worked for me how then do we replicate this, that. Mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Because there is a problem. Okay. There is a big mm. problem, guys. <laughs> and it's on both sides, and we are both hurting from it, yeah. Yeah. you know? Mm. And I, I just fear that if we, if we don't have like really honest conversations, if men also don't relinquish power I understand it's hard because you've had privilege, you know? It's yeah. nice, it's delicious to not think about <laughs> safety the way we think about it yeah, or yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. But we have to be honest and say, this is working, this is not working. This is going to require you mm. to sacrifice ABCD. There's mm. a cost to it. This is going to require me to do ABCD. But mm. what I'm saying is something is not working mm. and we mm. didn't arrive here by mistake. Mm.
0: The, the parallel... The parallel. Of- where i think we'll find middle ground here is let's take it out of culture let's yeah. look at it in a practical something that aligns with it but practically if we're talking about police right yeah we're not going to go down this rabbit hole but let's look at an example <laughs> yeah police the very essence of the police is a beautiful thing let's protect our community mm. let's look after people the most vulnerable in the community right, let's the do that right but what happens is you'll have a cohort of police officers and two percent Will come in, they'll pass the test, and now when they're enforcing what they're supposed to, which is a positive thing on the society, you're going to get some brutality. But then it kind of skews away from all the good that other people do. Mm. So there's definitely a place where it needs to exist. And like, I agree that culture is a beautiful thing. But the the problem is it doesn't account for the whole batch of people Mm. that are enforcing it. And that's where I think we're kind of dividing. right? Because at the core, the basis was the bird, protect. But someone else won't have your amazing mindset to say, this is a gentle thing. They'll look at it like, this is my bird. Yeah, are not looking at it yeah. as in like... And they've ambit- probably
2: gone like through the same this, nini same, with same you. Thing. They were yeah. in that cohort. This is, my,
1: <laughs> this, is, this is my purpose. This is my bird. I will cook it. I will <laughs> steam it. I will stew it.
2: So, and I, I actually don't think we're on two different sides. Yeah. I think yeah. if you can identify what has worked for you... Mm. How do you amplify it? Thank
1: you. Exactly. No, no, if, sh- shake my hand. If, I think if, now we are together. If, but do, if, not but to, do not discredit it. No, 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 but, ah, ah,
2: but there still needs to be a cultural audit because something is not agreed. working. No, so what,
0: what, yeah. yeah. So, what What I'd like to say as we move on. Eli, it's just like. Is like I, no, no, ding, no. Ding, no, ding, no. Ding, <laughs> round two. Um, I'm a Libra. This is my role. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Turn on the freestyle.
0: So um, one thing I will say just from the story you've told about your initiative, the story Mm. you've told about um, even Janet is very ironic that you mentioned it because what I wanted to say is your proof of some conversations we've had just this season. Mm. One of the things we've been saying this season is that um, innovation comes from necessity and it seems that that's exactly what happened with that Facebook group. So if people hear what yeah. we're saying and they're like, we've not seen examples, this is a perfect example. Yeah. Another thing that um, our mutual friend Janet said on our episode was that um, what is in your hand like right now to yeah. make change? And she said, somebody, you're literally like a manifestation of this. Somebody somewhere is feeling hurt and there's something wrong in society. And if they manage to make a move just based on that small feeling... And amplify that other people will follow and that's Absolutely. exactly what you've done mm. so to have you sat in the middle to tell us this is actually incredible to like be in front of someone that's a manifestation of that mm. so what I want to know with all of that in mind and all the progress you've made in this initiative and everything you are doing in society is what is the society that you're trying to create how does that look for you
2: oh my god there was this mm. tweet that went viral mm. right mm. and I can't remember how it was structured but mm-hmm. it was um, asking women what they would do if they knew they would be safe, Mm, right? Okay. And something like that, but it was Mm. in more poetic language. But the responses were like everyday things. Wow. Women were like, I prefer jogging in the night, so I would go for a jog. (laughs) I prefer doing this. Like it was your basic everyday things. And I think for me, it's one, a society where women can be safe Mm. to live an entire and full life and that includes structures it includes safe houses it includes just amenities and things that can be able to ensure that women are safe the the institutions that are meant to ensure that for us to be working efficiently and not just Mm. for women in Nairobi but like Mm. women across the board it doesn't Mm. matter if you're in a more rural area or more urban area across the board that's one and then the second thing is like for Africans in general I just feel like like we're just so dope right and then for so many years we've been told we are really not dope you know Mm -hmm. what I mean to control who we are just to put it in like the most blunt sentences ever that's really Mm -hmm. what was happening to be able to control us and to be able to you know, take advantage of all the wealth that we have on this continent. And I just wish we could one day wake up and miraculously just have this Pan-African energy across Mm. different African Mm. countries, from those in Mm. the north Mm. where there's problematic things of like some not really identifying with the the continent, right down to the south. And I think if there was more synergies within us, if it was easier to travel if it between us if we could learn from each other's cultures amplify that still do the cultural audit <laughs> if, yeah. if 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 it. if there was a way i say that with love, like, love, love um it. if there was if there was a more like a louder awakening mm-hmm. of africans mm-hmm. and a louder acceptance of our strengths that we've been told for so many years are our weaknesses? If there was a less dependency on, on, on external countries and organizations, if there was leaders who actually believed these things I'm saying, um. and were not reliant on other countries, like I wish, I wish we could we could have that. Um. So it's women's safety and 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 it's Africans really. Coming into their identity and living their best mm. lives. Because the, then what does that birth? It births spaces like this. It mm. births spaces like Legally Clueless. Because then you're free to just create, mm. you know? Mm. You're free to create and to be your most raw and authentic African self mm. uh, without feeling less than. And I just, I just, I, I wish, I like, That thing really irritates me, Uh like the identity crisis that we're going through as Africans because of our past, because of what's been eroded, because of what's not working, even in present day. And I'm not only blaming the colonizer, we do have African leaders who are willing participants in the nonsense, right? Uh Because every day you can see our potential. Uh So for me, that, that world is a safe world for women. And it's... A world where Africans really come to themselves. I think we're yeah. on our way there, but like I wish it would happen faster, faster. Yeah. you know? Yeah. This,
0: you can see the passion of why yeah. the core of your podcast is yeah. african stories yeah yeah, yeah like, like as you're talking the slowness i feel like yes, yes i yes, want to yes, i want to mm, start i want to mm, start tying things even me i'm, I feeling, quite, I'm, like, yes. I'm, I'm feeling quite clueless <laughs> <laughs> exactly i want to <laughs> remove these yeah, branded yeah. western yes, shoes
1: and yeah. wear in sandals yes like made in kenya <laughs> stuff
2: yeah. guys yeah. and you'll be cool uh, yeah. the
1: the mm. the, the the thing that you've just said if you watch the episode we did with antonio soul i said the same exact thing Mm. Mm. like my biggest the thing i learned most about most in south africa because this was the first time i was in a country that was african Mm. other than kenya was i really really wish that there was a pan-african mindset towards how we create anything of value and as how we perceive each other Mm. that that's that union of minds across africa because mm. i feel like you're right like there's a lot of flavor to how we do what we do and everything that we touch there's a lot of personality a lot of mm. storytelling yeah,
2: sauce, just, yeah. sauce. There's just so much mm. sauce that, you know? that's
1: and you know it's a beautiful thing now that you're seeing the world starting to celebrate africa more because mm. only now are we really breaking free from the chains of colonialism and yeah. the chains of um mm. i'd say an educational, an education system that has kind of demonized mm. everything that we've managed to mm. do and managed to achieve. So, hence why I'm very picky with culture. But um, it's called an uh, audit, bro. <laughs> even you guys as man talk, <laughs> we don't you sit audit.
2: down and say, "Hey, yeah. bro, this is not working anymore." Is, yeah, you
1: yeah, do! I, I agree, I agree, I <laughs> agree. Like <laughs> I said, uh, this is why I'm very because I'm very big on culture and heritage, um, and the fact, and I'm very cognizant of the fact that even the boundaries which we inhabit as African states are not real they're not ours, they're not and ours. they're really
2: they're really not that old yeah. exactly like <laughs> so tomorrow really...
1: morning you might find that if you if you really took an ancestry test as an African, you might find that Allah, your mm. cousin is actually Ethiopian mm-hmm. or Congolese mm. or from South Sudan, mm. and us being this one large continent with so much potential, I hope that as the youth also we can be able to like access that dream and that mm. vision that you have because mm. I feel like we have time mm. yeah. yeah
2: I wish I w- I see it in my lifetime though I like think I'm just are. like crossing yeah. my fingers I, I and when are. I still have energy not when I'm like right. too tired to participate yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, listen you're quite yeah. energetic yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, you're writing poems yeah. shooting podcasts yeah. uh, listen uh, you, I'm alone, oh uh, in the week. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I think
0: you as long as you see progress I think that's what you can ask for right you, you don't, yeah. don't want to see the end result you want to just see progress so with the african context in mind what we're talking about now i want to know because you've been around
3: Mm. uh
0: different african contents around the world you've toured with your podcast Mm. and the passion of speaking with means that you've clearly learned some lessons from being exposed so like what's the lesson you've learned from going to different countries talking to different people hearing different african stories what's the one thing you've learned about this beautiful continent
2: Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you the first. So we did a tour Mm -hmm. in August last year, we did a tour within Kenya. So we Mm -hmm. did four counties Mm -hmm. and then the first African country, because after that, we did um, the Paris episode. And then Mm -hmm. after that came Zimbabwe. Mm -hmm. And so I'm an emotional person. I cry very easily. Mm but I literally was like balancing tears on our last day leaving Harare. And I've never had that experience. Like, so when you're leaving like Paris, you're just like, man, I didn't get to shop next time. But this was like, um, I felt tethered. I've never felt felt anything like that. Um, Same as when I went to Ghana, it's there's some energy mm-hmm. that hey, hey, connects hey. with you You're getting scared the soil <laughs> <season>. <laughs> 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 <Huh>? <laughs> Where? <Is> she felt felt I felt
3: it
2: was it was very um it was uniting in 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 in, in it like i felt connected actually and then also I felt guilt as mm. an African. So like Zimbabwe, we read what has been said about Zimbabwe in the papers and whatever, and we believe that stuff. And most of the time it's like coming from like Western news outlets or even ours that could be ignorant about certain things. And you go there and it's very different from what you've read. Yes, are there economic issues? Of course, but which, I mean, even us, we are currently going yeah. through it economically. Yeah. Yeah. Um they've had their their past and yes these political issues or whatever but which country doesn't Mm. have that across the board not only on the continent and i just felt guilt that as an african i relied on western um, outlets or sources Mm. to tell me about my continent and to tell me about um a country that's that's on my continent and Mm. i like I ate that stuff up yes. and I believed it. Mm-hmm. And then when I go on ground and people are learning, so many people were learning Kiswahili in, in mm-hmm. their unis there. Mm-hmm. Um, the people are so kind. Everybody I interacted with is so kind. It's so beautiful. If you've never been to Victoria Falls, I pray that comes across your journey. It's beautiful, mm-hmm. it's natural, so there's like a white man who said he discovered it. But I'm like, there were communities living around sure. there. They yeah. were probably washing their clothes loosely write. over there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's
3: real name. It's and not then you have here. just decided,
2: yeah. hey, by the way, I've just discovered this thing. But whatever. Yeah. That's uh, a fight for another day. Mm. But like, it's it's, yes, I am a hippie, but it's spiritual. It was mm. a very spiritual experience. And for me, it just expanded me. All travel expands me, but this was on a different level as just trying to figure out, okay, what's my Jeez. what's my role here, guys? Like, mm. well, even just God. on a personal yeah. level, not as a, oh, business plan. Where do you see yourself and legally clueless in <laughs> yeah. 10 years? No, like, just mm. me as as a Kenyan woman, as an African woman. Okay, what's my role here? Mm. It got me thinking about names
3: mm.
2: and, like, so me I'm a Diambo, that's my lure name, but I even felt like yes, I'm a diambo bro, oh, like yeah. <laughs> it means no 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 you know oh. um it it was it was expanding on a spiritual level, and I think the more we democratize access to knowledge, the more it's important for us to be able to read up about other African countries for ourselves and and from. There are amazing podcasts from mm. Zimbabwe. There's one called Two Broke Twimbos. Mm. They talk about their country. You can learn about their country from them. Mm. You can learn, of, you know what I mean? Mm. So now what's my responsibility as, as this? Mm. <laughs> Is to, okay, I need to hear about Zimbabwe from Zimbabweans. Yeah. I need to hear about Kenya from Kenyans. Mm. I need to hear about Tanzania from Tanzanians. Like I'm not trying to have a, an, mm. an agent in between who is sitting in,
3: yeah. I
2: don't know which continent, yeah. you know? Yeah. And and I think that's what it, I felt really guilty. And I think that was also part of where the emotion was coming from. I was just like, why I became one of those people? Like I didn't mm. even know, like I was doing the thing that yeah. I hate, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um. So it expanded me like that, and travel expands you. Sorry, I can talk for ages, but keep talking while oh, you guys are editing. Kazi kwenye. We don't
3: edit here. We don't I edit, edit anything. Really,
2: yeah. um, it expands. Travel expands you. There is something about Nairobi, and I won't say Kenya because Kenya is beautiful, and Nairobi is beautiful, but there is an energy here that is very mediocre, and like you feel. Was that wrong?
0: <laughs> no, no, good, go. Finish the point no, so no, you can please. understand <laughs> where this comes
2: from. <laughs> like, <showing> mind. <laughs> we, we're... And for our generation, maybe it's different for our parents' generation, but there's like a keeping up with the Joneses. There's a... Gway. Lack of breaking out and 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 finding who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, mediocre in terms of like just getting by. It's just vibes. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's just mm-hmm. It's just, we're just... Mm. We're just mm. existing. Mm. we're just going through everyday routine, mm. and mm. then we find things to fill up this routine with to look like this progress and mm. non mediocre stuff. but when you sit back, you're just like, "Are you really living a full life, my friend, or right. what exactly is happening here mm. Mm. and there's a lack of of drive and like ambition, you know that mm. raw ambition that doesn't mm. even. Like, you know, the economy is difficult and running a business here is difficult, but there's an ambition that is like still focused on like, mm. this, is, this is what I want to achieve. This is what I want to do. Mm. I'm going to create this. Mm. You know what I mean? I think in Nairobi, we feel like Nairobi is the beginning and the end. And maybe it happens across different cities because when you get familiar with the space, but I find it very mediocre. And when you travel you get expanded to realize that by the way, the world is bigger than you. Mm-hmm. Katu wow. kijua, Like you're doing amazing things. That's yeah, great. Yeah. But this world is big, sis. And oh. like there's other people yeah. doing stuff, Ooh. even more amazing things. And that mm-hmm. shouldn't discourage you. It's like, wow, there's more to do? What? Yeah, okay, yeah. let's go back home and re-strategize or let's learn the skill or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's what travel does to, for me, mm-hmm. um, which is what I love about it it expands me mm. it's i i then stop settling for less from myself mm. and i understand that to honor myself i have to keep expanding and i have to know there's a big world there's so much life to live there's so mm. much to innovate there's so much to do mm. that i can't just
0: yeah you know what i yeah, mean I hear you, I hear you. yeah that comes from a, that i hear what you're saying cuz i've lived in different places and going to live in another place after that, you realize how small that last one was. So I think even when you're saying that about Nairobi, it's from a place of love. Like, guys, there's more, there's more. out there. And I think, yes, I, I'm actually with the sentiment okay. of, even if you go out just outside, it doesn't have to leave the country, just go outside, just explore more. So I see, I see what you're saying. Which so is it's why it's like Nairobi. Like, like,
2: mm. like, even when we went on the mm. tour, mm. even going to Kisumu, which is mm. like, on the mm. way to my shags, my shags is like mm. an hour from Kisumu in Kenya. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like...
1: Hey, where where Obama is from?
2: Yeah, man. Oh. Like, <laughs> that's how us guys yeah. are, bro. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's how we roll over really there. Really? know. like he's so far from yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. But
2: like, you understand, man? You're just like, why do we? Yeah. What are we doing? Mm, what are we really yeah. doing? Why are we not breaking out of the mold? Mm. Why are we really living a full life? And hey, maybe that routine is a full life for you. Who am I to, to come in and tell you it's not? But I just feel like sometimes we just settle. Mm,
3: mm.
2: There's, there's an energy of like it's the beginning and the end, and we just settle mm. and we just settle. And man, life is not waiting. Mm.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: And it kind of goes to the answer you're giving, where you're saying that the one thing that you learned, basically, I think is what, what you're saying is that. Um, you were guilty, you said you felt guilty for taking on the story that somebody else had given. Yeah, and there's an amazing TED talk called, like, The Danger of One Story. I'm sure you're yeah, familiar. That's yeah, the yeah. same old feeling when you're speaking now. Um, so, I'm, so I'm, did you I have
1: thoughts? Did have thoughts? Did and I've thought about um, mm-hmm. what you said about tethering and also about having a perspective that is beyond that which is in your own city. Mm. And I had that same feeling, which was, I knew, and I told Eli about it, like. When we went to South Africa, I have never felt, literally, like, because I've traveled a little bit as well. I have literally never felt a connection to a place mm. as strongly as I felt mm. what was in Joburg. I felt like mm. someone in in my bloodstream mm. has walked these same roads before. It's
2: yeah. that African yeah, magic. Yeah, it, mm. It's so I cool. don't know
1: what it is. Like, yeah. I felt that same thing even as I was, like, boy, like... I feel so connected to, like, South Africa. Like, there's so much, it felt like there's so much work Mm. that I feel like Mantok might have to do there. I don't know how we're going to take it there, but, like, Mm. I might go maybe in a different capacity. But if it's through Mantok, and I pray that it is, I really felt like the energy and the people were Mm. so, Mm. like...
2: I can now go to Zim i'm really championing yeah. for zimbabwe yeah. like, next up guys yeah like you i want to talk to a Zim? yeah yeah i feel like in
1: it's off camera how to do that yeah yeah. People, yeah because yeah. like i felt that energy and because mm-hmm. like i was born and raised in nairobi mm-hmm. i understand what you're saying in terms of sometimes um you can be in a city that has a very big ego and if you acquiesce yourself too much to that ego you will find that you will not grow Mm. Um my friend Alex um, has an analogy that he used just before I went he, he gave me this analogy and I challenge anyone to check it out apparently fleas um can jump i think
2: Nobody's going to check it out we're not yeah, going I to with fleas but no no yeah, yeah. <laughs> just go ahead
1: Adele. please uh, <laughs> and kill no, <laughs> so no, this is like hilarious. please yeah yeah like fleas apparently fleas have mm. a have a 30 i think it's a it's like a it's a it's a 2 meter Leaping yeah. height. Yeah. My favorite yeah. favorite energy. Two meter leaping height. Yeah. Yeah. But if you put a flea in a jar mm. for long enough, it'll believe that that's, that's two ha- meters. That's that's like exactly how far it can jump. Those few wow. centimeters. that's deep. Like if you release it, it'll still stay jumping, yeah. jumping, jump, and it'll never get up to its maximum height. Or what it used to be. Exactly. Able to do, what yeah. it's what it is it's actually able. capable of doing. Ah. So like as that's ca- deep yeah. I'm Kenyan, going to use that, Alex. Yeah, <laughs> as Kenyans, like just get out of the jar and start to jump because you might find that you can leap slightly mm. higher mm. than kind of what this city is offering you. Mm. And I hope that, like, that Pan African perspective that you've come with and yeah. all of your stories, which we can go on, guys, mm. for years, mm. yeah, which we'll probably do after the cameras run off. Mm. Um, I hope that guys can look at your life and kind of how you've transcended, you know, like such difficult challenges such as sexual violence um such difficult challenges such as like a tough youth um tough upbringing when you're younger and you've really like every room you've walked in and i told you you bring such light.
2: Oh, that is so mm. kind. Yeah, like it's
1: right. unbelievable. Adele, that it's unbelievable. So First few minutes, guys, before we go of me meeting Adele. she was sitting on a bench and she felt uncomfortable. Mm. <laughs> okay, now about now she just about share my, about sitting on that my bench. Do you know what Mr. Do you know what she did? She realized, hey, this bench is not comfortable. Mm. This lady sat at the edge of, like, she stood up and sat at the mm. table mm. and looked at all of us like this. Oh, hey, tell me more. Mm and just continued to be herself <laughs> yeah and mm. like so mm. man just keep doing that don't like, tell oh.
2: that story <laughs> like, i'm not <laughs> looking like a yeah. you know well-behaved lady you are so
1: like you're such a vibe and mm. you have such beautiful energy and i thank just thank you pray that people take mm. what you've shot here today and the mm. clan as much and dissect it as much mm. As they kind and just learn from you yeah thank you My, yeah. mine is mine is just to say i think that's a perfect analogy of who you are
0: as a person mm. leaving the bench and then going to sit where you want to sit right so, yeah um I've definitely felt that energy as well um at the end we normally tell the guests to give us something to recommend but we're not going to do that today mm. because i want to recommend them to go and watch legally close oh to legally
2: that Clues. is so kind 100 because then you
0: understand where this mindset comes from yeah where this exposure comes from because you've gone and done the work and brought the stories to them yeah so i encourage everybody to go and That's watch that so yeah. kind. um but adele your time is very valuable so thank you for sharing it with us thanks for having me yes, for it sure. was and, really great
2: yes, yes.
1: question uh yeah. yellow uh, if you're watching uh-huh? legally clueless Wear shades. Yeah, <laughs> yellow is everywhere. I was yeah. told not <laughs> to wear yellow today. I was like,
3: damn it, damn it. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. so Adele, just thank you for your time. Thanks for uh, having me, and yes. I think
2: thanks for like having the space to have this these conversations. Mm. Um, they can get heated, but they have to. They have to. You know what I mean? Brilliant. I love. They that. have to get heated yeah. for us to arrive on the other side together. Mm. And and I genuinely feel like there has been a gap for. Men to see people who look like themselves speaking sense into their world mm. um and it's 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 really necessary and valuable work that you're doing so even in the times where it doesn't make sense like you're saying i want to go to south africa but i don't know how the how is like project management it's like it's very really one plus one mm. you've already set an intent that you're going to do it the how will just like kind of like you'll know what you need to do. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. But now you know, hey, that's where we're going. And I, even in the moments where it's not making sense, like just keep going. Um, things always eventually make sense and happen the way they're meant to happen. Wow. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much. Thank that's you so much. That, that we needed to hear that. Uh, guys, I really hope you've enjoyed this conversation as much as we've enjoyed having it. We'll see you next week on mantalk.ke. Bye-bye. Au Adela revoir. Nyangu, ladies and gentlemen.
3: Oh,